calling all queens It's time we live out our dreams It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Getting financially free and we healing and hurting It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Loving me and all my queens cause we know we are worthy It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Getting financially free and we healing the hurting it's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Loving me and my queens because we know we are worth it Love yourself There ain't no one else Welcome back to the 30 Girl Podcast. It is your co-host, Tia Noel. Hey, guys. It's Keisha Joe, And we have a very special guest for you today. Um, Facebook is super funny because most of the people that are on your friends list have been there for a while. And then you don't really know how they got there, but you just know that you're friends. <laughs> so <laughs> our guest today comes to you from uh, my Facebook friend list. And... Um, her name is Chelsea, and she is with the 30 Girl Podcast today. Yay. Hey. How yes. are you? Uh, I'm doing well today. Doing very well. Perfect. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, tell us about you. Tell us about your business, and, um, and then tell them why you are on the 30 Girl Podcast today. Well, my name is Chelsea. I'm 33. Um, currently battling breast cancer, but I'm winning. <laughs> and I have a business called Dainty Painters. Perfect. So how long have you been um painting first? Let's, let's talk about your painting business. Um, I think these the paint um I wouldn't call it a craze, but the sipping paints have been really Absolutely. big over the last couple of years. And I have honestly have not done one yet. Isn't that weird? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're missing out. Yeah, they are. I think, yeah, I, I think it's the area we're in, but they um, don't have a lot around here. So um, and plus with COVID, I haven't really ventured out that much. So that's something that's on my to do list um this summer so tell us uh, about your painting business and how you got it started well I've been well I've loved art ever since I was a kid but um growing up COVID happened and well before COVID happened I, I still you know spent time doing not paint parties but just like little paint packages and things for kids and then um COVID happened, I was like, well, I can't do the actual parties where I'm around other people. So I was like, so what else can I do? And uh, February 2021, I made my business official, but I was doing paint packages because of COVID last year. And I would just package um, some drawings together along with paint and brushes and ship it off or it'll be available for pickup. And um, it honestly, it took off from there. Like I've gotten so many orders since then and COVID helped me be able to prepare for it and just focus on it, zone in and make sure it's actually a, biz a business that I wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just took off from then. Yeah, it, I, think, I think COVID kind of made, it was like, it forced everyone to think of other ways to 
yes. you know, venture out in their business. Yes. Probably one of the best decisions I made to venture out and support my. <laughs> yeah. And it's so crazy because with the negative impact that COVID had on like everyone, I always hear that a lot of people really took this time to like sit down, sit back and reanalyze yes. things. So it was really a blessing in disguise when you look at it. Definitely. Definitely. So with your painting business, what, what do you, what do you paint? tell us like some of the art that you have available for people to, to do with their paint parties? I know like the African um, art is really popular. Like, yes, it is. Parties. <laughs> people <laughs> always want to, want to paint the, the, the silhouettes of women with the afros mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, tell us what some of the stuff that you draw. Um, well, I honestly have no limits. Um, I get all kinds of things. Some sometimes I've gotten stuff that I've I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable, but I mean I drew it anyway and it worked <laughs> out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I get all kinds from the African um, silhouettes. I get kids uh, kids ideas like maybe SpongeBob or Roblox has been popular. Mm-hmm. Um, for guys, I've gotten like motorcycles and sports teams. Um, I did some Mother's Day packages that uh, centered around Mother's Day theme. I, I get all kinds of stuff, all kinds. And then, you know, the whole 420 just passed and okay. that's popular. <laughs> lots of weed yeah. stems, lots <laughs> of, lots of weed leaves, all that stuff like that. <laughs> yes, I've gotten those as well. And honestly, I thought it was just going to be lingering around Greensboro because I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. So I thought it was going to linger around Greensboro, but I've actually shipped out to Vegas, uh, Michigan, like just different states. Wow, that's really good. So I've um, been to a few paint parties, which is crazy because I've only been to one that's like public that was hosted. All mm-hmm. of the rest of the ones were kind of like at home, just really quick, cute, small events. Um, so are your packages, are they numbered with like diff- certain colors already mapped out or are you letting people um, just free, free paint? I tend to let people free paint because I feel like it doesn't all have to be the exact same. Mm -hmm. And I want them to still be able to utilize their own talent, even though it's me drawing the picture, you know, you paint it, you, you add in your own, your own thing to it. So, um, yeah, a lot of them I do like either, well, depending on the party size, I do, um, paint pots. It's like different, um, it's like a strip of little paint pots and I put different colors in it, usually black, white, brown and red, blue and yellow. And I'll do a bonus color. Mm. So that allows them to be able to either mix paint or, you know, come up with their own way to paint it. But then for larger groups, I do paint bottles and I do the black, white and brown, the red, blue and yellow and also a bonus color. Okay, cool. We're going to have to do that to you for one of our, little girls nights yeah it's a cute idea it is so fun it is the idea i'm not a painter and you never that's the (laughs) yes finish with your painting you're like oh snap i I actually can do a little something (laughs) and see the key is outlining i outline the uh the pictures first because it's easier for somebody who's not a painter and make sure they stay in the lines 
<laughs> but once those, yeah. once you see those lines, well, at first when you paint, you think, oh, I can't do this. It's going to be sloppy. I'm not an artist. But then once you see those lines and you start to paint and stay in those lines, by the time you're done, it's like, oh, okay, I really am an artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be trying like, look, I'm going to go paint all types of stuff. Now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's awesome. Um, so tell us your the Instagram handle for your paint business. Uh, well, right now I'm using my personal page and it's at Frolotta Curls and that's F-R-O-L-O-T-T-A-C-U-R-L-S. Yes. And we will be sure to put her um, social media handles and contact information in the description for you guys. I do want you to talk more about your passion for painting. Like, could you always draw or was this something that you've learned? So um, my mom used to do these little drawings and I used to look at them like, oh, that looks nice. And then I tried to copy her and then I found out that I could do it too. I'm like, wait a minute. So I can draw too? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know. After that, I just started drawing more and more. I remember maybe 2003, I drew this picture of T.I. and I drew a picture. (laughs) And I was like, draw, draw. Right. I was like, okay, I can, (laughs) yes, I can draw, draw. Okay, but uh, I yeah, use it, it as a, there. Do you use it as like a, a stress reliever or anything like that? Because I know a lot of people draw when they're um, want like a creative outlet or they're stressed. So um, my stress reliever is drinking, but we, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get. I'm stressed. I just drink. <laughs> Crazy. um sometimes I do sometimes um I just don't want to do anything but I think more than the drawing the actual painting part is the more stress relieving part for me because I don't know that sometimes the drawing part can cause a little more frustration (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's the painting part yeah painting seems really freeing it's like just a blank canvas and then turning it into like magic at the end kind of like mm-hmm. boost your what is that stuff your the inside uh, stuff um the <laughs> something, the something, something, or something like that yeah, or something? Yeah. yeah all of that all of that <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is it called your it's not adrenaline it's something what up dopamine dopamine yeah, yeah there it is something like that <laughs> i thought that was it's, it's working for me oh my goodness so you mentioned that you are a breast cancer warrior so I know that every all of our listeners um have in some way shape or form come across someone in their lives that has um been either diagnosed with some sort of cancer Um, know someone that's affected by it or know someone had that has passed away from it. Um, So when I saw that you had been diagnosed with breast cancer um, and that you were sharing your journey on Facebook, it Mm -hmm. definitely resonated with me because throughout your journey, you were, have been so positive and um, just such a breath of fresh air for me to see um, in my timeline, because, you know, our timelines can mm-hmm. get messy. Mm-hmm. So just um, <laughs> you sharing your journey has been um, amazing to me. So take our listeners through um, your diagnosis and everything mm-hmm. that comes along with that. 
Okay, so to start, it started with, well, it actually started with my grandma. She had breast cancer, um, and she passed away when I was younger. But um, I was always curious, you know, like how that was going to go moving forward. Is it a thing that's, that runs in the family? So in 2018, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when she was diagnosed, um, they offered me genetic testing. I had no idea what that was. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, genetic testing allows you to see what type of cancers run in your family and things like that. And they go by um, your maternal family history and your uh, paternal family history as well. So I was like, well, let me do this because, you know, I want to know. I don't want to be surprised. I want to know. And I found out that um, I carry the breast cancer gene and my mom does, too. And there's multiple, um, multiple genes that you can carry, but I carry BRCA1 and that's BRCA1. And uh, with BRCA1, that changes the percentage that you have of getting breast cancer. So that brought mine up to about 40%. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, when I found that information out, I'm like, at first, you think, am I going to get it? Like, I don't know. But I was so focused on, you know, taking care of my mom and making sure that she was good through her journey. Then when hers was over in November 2019, I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe if I did get it, I'll get it like in my fifties or something like Mm -hmm. that. But November, 2020, it was my turn. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't know. So what were those first symptoms? I mean, I'm sure it was something that was always in the back of your mind. So you Mm -hmm. knew how to do the wellness checks, all of that stuff. So when did you you feel like it was there? Well, first I do want to state that the genetic testing allowed me to be able to get mammograms earlier than 40 because right now it's only um, 40 and up who can get them. Yeah. We were just talking about that, Tia. I was mm-hmm. saying well, a few months ago, I was like, I wanted a mammogram. And she was looking at me like, relax, you're too young. And I'm like, but are right. we too young? It's crazy. Are we too young? No, we're not. There's people in their 20s that get cancer. Like, it should definitely be a requirement, just like a pap smear. I 100% agree with that. They make us do pap smears or recommend us do a pap yes. smear every year. And mm-hmm. they do those little, the breast checks when you're, when you have your annual checkup, but mm-hmm. it's like, are you really checking? Like, is that accurate enough for you to be able to have an early enough diagnosis right. to need to get a mammogram? Cause I know I have lumpy breasts and all of my OBGYN yes. would tell me that I need to get familiar with my lumps. Because mm-hmm. I could be doing my mm-hmm. own self check, and because it's all lumpy, I could really miss something that needs to be looked into further. But I feel like that, like you said, Key, it should be required every year, just like the annual your annual Pap smears are, yeah. are required, right? But uh, yeah, my first symptoms, uh, I say, well, first I got a mammogram in June. And everything was um, negative. I didn't have anything then. Uh, but in October, I was taking a shower and I started to wash like closer to my armpit. And I felt some. I was like, wait a minute. This like, this feels different. I never felt this before. It's not like a regular lump. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in that situation, it's like when you know, you know. Yeah. So I didn't want to think negative, but I knew that was, I knew that was bad. So I called to get, um... I think it was my MRI. Was it the MRI? Yeah, I called to get my MRI. 
But then they were like, well, you have to wait to a certain amount of days after your cycle. And I'm like, um, this is an emergency. Like, yeah. we can't work around that. Yeah. So they, they, they want to wait because they don't want to mistake um, your natural lumps for anything. So I waited a few days. I was able to get an MRI and biopsy after that on the 13th of November last year. Yeah, I had a biopsy on the 13th. And then I had a biopsy on the 16th and I was waiting for my results from the, yeah, I was waiting on my results and got the results from the 13th. For, um, and it said that I carried um, stage, I think he put me at stage three. Yeah, stage 3A uh, cancer right. in the left, stage two in the right. Mm. Yeah, so I, I was feeling on the left side. I didn't feel anything on the right. So if I would have never felt anything on the left, I wouldn't have even known, you know, there was anything going on on the right if I didn't get the biopsies. Wow. That's crazy. So yeah. right that day, your life changed, like, completely. Yes, November 16th. Even though you've already experienced it, you walked through it with your grandmother. Um, right. Your, you you live with it with your mom, but now mm-hmm. it's happening to you. Completely different feeling. Like, how did yes. it affect you mentally? Um, I guess I'm stronger than I think I am because I didn't spend a whole lot of time crying. Of course, initially, you know, I was upset. I was crying. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, I was like, well, I went through this with my mom. She handled it. She did this. She did that. But she tricked me because it, it was not as easy as she made it seem. Yeah. It was not. And um, the mental the mental of it, like, I think when you start chemo, that's when it just starts to interfere with the mental part of it because uh, chemo takes so much away from you, like, so much. And uh, it would be times where I would be upset and I would be crying because I wouldn't want to go through it anymore. I didn't understand why me, you know, like everybody else, you question God, like, why, why, why? But Mm -hmm. after, um, well, I held it in for a little bit. And then after after some time, I was just like, I got to let my peers know. I got to let people know so that, you know, they can take care of themselves because this is not a situation I would want somebody else to be in. And if I could help in any way, you know, let's get this information to them. So I went public about it and I've had so much support that, uh, I don't know, it's just, it was easier for me to get through. Mm-hmm. You definitely need support in this this type of situation yes this is um both of us are sitting here staring at each other like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah cancer is something that I think everyone like Tia was saying like everyone either experienced it themselves firsthand Mm -hmm. witnessed someone else go through it um my dad right now has esophageal cancer we just started chemo Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago so it does take a lot out of you. He's been like yes. tired and he's doing yes. radiology as well as the chemo. So I just couldn't imagine like, I just, I still can't, like you said, you can't really put yourself in anyone's shoes until you're in them. So, right. So where are you at with it now? Well, um, I just had a double mastectomy and I do plan to do reconstruction and I chose um, the double mastectomy because 
I carried the genes, so I didn't want to just get a lumpectomy and get, you know, the the areas where the cancer was. I didn't want to get that removed and then risk a chance of getting it somewhere else. So I was just like, take them all. They're too big anyway. Yeah, girl, they are a problem. <laughs> yes, because I was a 38 triple D and I'm just like, take them. And yeah, so... Sorry, mm-hmm. that's, sorry that you said 38 triple D. I'm like, goodness, <laughs> I complain about my little D cups, which is, <laughs> which I think are huge for my size. But, and I want you to talk about how, because like, women, like we, women, some women pay for breasts. They weren't born with any, oh, they go get it. Um, and then you have like you, triple G's will just naturally grow. And, you know, and then you're put in a situation where you have to let them go. Oh, I'm a triple D. Oh, okay. I thought you said G. I was gonna say G for good. No, I, I don't want that. <laughs> okay. But um, I don't forgot the question. No, I was just asking, like, how how was that? Like letting them go because you know, women, we want to show a little cleavage, all of those. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was easy for me because once I looked in the mirror, um, going through my cancer journey, I was just like, these are too big and. You know, when you get older, they kind of like drop a little. I'm like, no, I need the perkies back. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was fine with letting them go. It was it wasn't a thing for me at all, at all, no question. Especially if it's going to be uh, an instance to where if you know that they're not there, then it lessens the chances of the cancer returning. I feel mm-hmm. like for a lot of people, that would be a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. I feel like the people with smaller breasts would probably have more reservations than those of us with a full rack because we like, look, take them. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the upside we... is, huh? Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, but the upside is that, you know, my insurance pays for reconstruction when it's uh, dealing with breast cancer. So since my insurance is paying for it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting reconstruction. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I started a process for that and they did um, the process right after they did the mastectomy. The plastic surgeon came in and she they placed something inside of you called expanders and with those expanders, it helps, uh, well, they'll fill it with saline every week and they'll, it'll help expand the skin so that it can be prepared for the implant. So I'll get my implants in August, but definitely not going back to a triple D. Oh yeah. <laughs> not by choice. <laughs> That's awesome that, that they cover the reconstruction um, yes. under, under your insurance. That's awesome. Cause I know those surgeries and stuff, all the, all of the process is probably not a cheap, um, not a cheap process that's why it's important for us as um black women black Mm -hmm. race to to really get insurance i know right now it may seem like it's expensive but are your health is worth priceless it's completely priceless and we found that we found out during covid that like the numbers of Mm -hmm. Um, black people affected by the virus was because we don't have adequate health care and we're not getting our checkups regularly so we're out here struggling with these pre-existing conditions right. because we're not properly insured and we can't afford to go visit a doctor right so um it's important for everyone to to get some type of insurance so you're covered so you're not out here delaying these checkups because you can't afford to go see a doctor so early detection is really important in a lot of diseases yes that 
are out here. Like if you catch it early, you're more likely to beat it. If you prolong Mm -hmm. the process, you're less likely to beat it. So insurance is super important. Mm -hmm. Yes, it definitely is. I agree. Like what type of education have you been given your timeline? Is it just that like to be insured to do your wellness checks? Um, I give, I give every, every piece of information. Like if it comes to me, it goes to them because I don't want, like I said, my mom made it look easy for me. It's, it wasn't easy. It's different for different people. And I give every piece of information because I don't want anybody to just think like I did and think like, oh, it was a breeze. Cause it was not a breeze. Like it's not a breeze financially. It's not a breeze mentally, physically, in no way mm-hmm. is it a breeze. So um, I've educated uh, my peers on genetic testing, on self-testing, um, programs that help. There's a program called a Sisters Network that, I, um, that I'm a part of now. Um, any, way, any way I can. Like, I just don't want to sugarcoat anything because... Even emotionally, it it can be very traumatic. Like, um, I don't like to go in the hospital now because they have a certain smell. And when I was going through chemo, the smell made me so, so, so nauseous. So I don't even like going into the hospital. Like, it's just so much. Like, you you can really get PTSD from it. It's a mental thing. Yes. 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 So I have, um, and she was a guest here on the 30 Girl podcast in our first season, Jesse Jane. She is also, a, she's a breast cancer survivor now. Um, oh. And she started on the chemo treatments mm-hmm. and, and kind of went the holistic route. And she has been very educational throughout the years as well. Like um, I've learned a lot from her even before mm-hmm. my with his cancer, but um is that something that you thought of or it's something that I considered, mm-hmm. but because I didn't have enough information, I was like, I'm not going to take my chances with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could, cause it would have brought the bills down, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to take my chance. I didn't want to be the, uh, I don't want to say test dummy, but yeah. I just, <laughs> You didn't want to play with your diagnosis. And you yeah, it's like, let me, I mean, it worked for my mom, so I know this works. Yes. But I do um, still do vitamins and sea moss and elderberry syrup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still do that stuff. Yeah, so talk about the benefits of that and how not just, you know, people with cancer or people that are sick should be taking those multivitamins. Um, the vitamins play a large part, especially when you're going through chemo, because um, chemo takes so much away from you. And before I went through chemo, I already had very low vitamin D. So I had to double the dose when I started chemo. So the vitamins definitely play a huge part. Um, as far as the sea uh, moss and elderberry syrup, uh, last March or April, I believe, I had COVID and I did the sea moss and the elderberry syrup and it helped me tremendously. So I knew when it came to this cancer that I was definitely going to be using those two. Mm-hmm. I definitely need to, I've never heard of that, the elderberry and the, I've never heard of those before. And the sea moss. Those too. Mm-hmm. I think they have gummies now and like the sea yeah. moss. 
people were putting them in like smoothies and oh that's the best way because a spoonful of that is nasty it's like taking a spoonful <laughs> of the ocean and putting it, in yeah, your mouth. it has like um i think and i had another guest on here um who was telling us that it had like 91 of the natural minerals that we needed or something mm-hmm. out of the 100 yeah i'm not um really familiar with everything that it has in it but uh you know i've done my research and it's it's just so many different ways that it can help even with skin you know just so many different ways i don't plan on uh stopping my use of it but i do put it in my smoothies because it masks the smell <laughs> and the taste so yeah so you can't I, taste it in the smoothie at all oh. i do in my smoothies, I do mixed berry and mango, and then I'll do the sea moss and elderberry syrup. Can't tell at all, but it's so good. I'm like, you're gonna have to give us that recipe. I'm gonna yeah. try that out. <laughs> try that out. <laughs> yes. So, with the genetic testing, um, our nanny, her mom actually passed away from breast cancer in 2017, um, mm-hmm. and she, we were we were talking the other day. Um, and I just from you and listening to your story, I recommended her that she needed to share that with her doctor that her mom did pass away from yes. uh, breast cancer so she can be eligible for genetic testing. I feel like that's super mm-hmm. important. Now, would it how far back would you have to be have what, what, does it have to be like generational grandmother, mother or can it just be one person close to you, like your mom, that has passed away from breast cancer for you to get the genetic testing? Um, it could be one person. I had um, on my mom's side, of course, my grandma, but also her twin sister had it and some of her other sisters had it as well. But on my dad's side, it was just my aunt on that side and then my great grandma. So, you know... I didn't have that many on my dad's side, so they were able to still do it. Even with just my mom, they would have done it. Yeah, and I definitely recommended her just because she's hesitant on um, different things like birth control Mm -hmm. and things like that, just because she knowing the the struggle that her mom went through. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely encouraged her just from reading one of your posts to be like, you should let your doctor know so you can get the genetic testing done. So that's something. Um, that, that has definitely helped me educate someone else, um, that has, has gone through that same struggle. Um, so I just want to commend you for all the information that you put out there. If anyone else doesn't tell you, I'm telling you that you have helped me educate someone else. (laughs) Thank Um, you. (laughs) So, um, I just can't imagine going through something like that and the, the the chemo did you lose your all of your hair or um I started off I lost um a little bit and then I was like okay that's fine and then uh, a whole chunk just like I just ran my fingers in my hair and a whole junk, it, chunk just came out like pulling cotton apart <laughs> it just came out and I was like okay well I guess I gotta cut it so I cut it short and then I put on a headband to go to a doctor's appointment. When I came back, the hair was in the headband. I was like, okay, so it all has to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I ended up losing my hair. I lost hair everywhere except for my arms, which is weird. But everywhere except for my arms. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely like to 
that probably would be a little convenient. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds so like selfish. We're sitting here saying like, take the boobs. And take the boobs. Oh, I don't right. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. It, it's definitely not not a situation to make light of but you, you call yeah. yeah you and all your posts like your even after your your surgery for your uh your double mastectomy like mm-hmm. your makeup's popping yeah you're Thank doing you. tiktok challenges <laughs> and i'm like yes you are such a a pillar of strength and you're showing Thank people you. um that even though you have gone through this journey you're not letting it like damper your spirit mm-hmm. you're not letting it take you out you're fighting full force um right. and Before it's just it so refreshing to see some of us out here get sick with a little flu and we act like we out here dying <laughs> let me tell you like you <laughs> you really 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 have to push through because if you just sit then you just start thinking and overthinking and googling and it's yeah. just it, it'll take over so you have to you have to keep busy that's key because, yeah. I mean, it was times that, you know, I kind of lost my confidence because the chemo has so many different um, reactions and stuff. I had gotten my face was just like so bumpy from the chemo. And um, so, like, if you get a scar or something, it doesn't heal back regular. Like, normally, if it heals back, it kind of like still your complexion. But if I had gotten a scar going through chemo, then the when it's healed, it will be darker than normal. So, you know, but it is, I don't know. You just gotta, you, you gotta do something to keep yourself up. And before cancer, I was doing, um, TikTok videos and mm-hmm. playing in makeup. Now I didn't wear all these wigs and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. It's been yeah. fun. So how did your, how did your mom, um, how did she find out that she had breast cancer? Um, did she just, like you found a lump or what, did she go ahead and, I don't even know if genetic, genetic testing was available like 20 years ago. We've come so yeah. far in technology um, and the advancement in medicine that maybe that wasn't available back then. So how did she find out about her breast cancer diagnosis? Um, honestly, she's supposed to get one every year because of her mom. So um, I think it was a month had passed and I was like, you haven't had your mammogram. So we scheduled a mammogram and we just happened to find out because we scheduled her mammogram. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she, she didn't even know it. She was stage three also. Wow. So it is something that you could definitely live with. Isn't it crazy how the sickness doesn't really start until you try to fix it? Um, because like you yes. were saying, like you didn't even know that it, it was in one breast, but the other breast had a lump and you wouldn't have mm-hmm. known you felt the lump. So it's just crazy and scary. Yes. Like it, yeah. you never know. And like from TV shows you that, oh, cancer is your hair falling out and all of that. That's the chemo. Mm-hmm. That's not even the, <laughs> the cancer. Treatment. That's the chemo. Yep. Yes. So I'm like, cancer has no look because from June to October, I was walking around and didn't even know I had cancer. And mine was, um, it was triple negative, which means that it's a faster growing cancer, which is why from June to October, I got to stage three. Wow. Yeah. I mean, some people is different because, you know, my mom, she was a year and a month later and, you know, she was still stage three. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it moves fast. And especially if you already have bad eating habits, like sugars and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I do want you to talk about that based on like what you know, what you, you know now on how you should be eating to control. Everyone should be eating mm-hmm. healthy. Anyways, I think the older that we get, it's more important, like health really mm-hmm. good wealth. Um, but what type of foods should we avoid or? Um, a lot of, I think we all know high- this, but. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a lot of high sugar foods. Um, now I can't say that I just avoid them all because sometimes I want a Reese cup. Like mm-hmm. oh, that's <laughs> my jam. Those, that's my period food. <laughs> if you see me eating a Reese's, that means I'm on my period. <laughs> yes, I love me a Reese's. Yeah, but um, a lot of foods that are high in sugars and carbs. Um, those were the things that I was told mostly to stay away from. A lot of um, Processed meats, uh, that's the thing too. So those those are really the the big ones that help. And drinking a lot of alkaline water helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only drink alkaline water now. Oh yeah, that's in my grocery list. Yes, <laughs> it's so expensive. Oh, it's like, but it's like you need you want the good stuff, and I think yes. that's just what everyone's battling with right now. Like trying to eat healthy, a salad it's going to cost you twelve bucks, and a cheeseburger. Right. Isn't that crazy (laughs) how just trying to eat healthy is so expensive and it deters you from even wanting to go in the fruit aisle because you know those strawberries is yeah, they only gonna last three days. Yeah. And the alkaline water is like for one bottle, it's probably like three or four bucks when you can get a whole case for of twenty regular water. Regular waters for right. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's a lot, but I would say um, practice that healthy eating. I, I'm not, I'm not perfect, so you know I still, I still eat pizza and stuff sometimes when I'm mm-hmm. when I shouldn't. But it's like when I went through chemo, I had times I didn't want to eat at all. So let me enjoy this for a little bit, then I'm gonna get back to it. Yeah, <laughs> I like that attitude. And pizza is a, a weakness for me. I have to have it. Yeah, so I think so it's for all of us. Yes. <laughs> us American and Americans. <laughs> so yes. tell us about you when you became a 30 girl. That's the question we ask all of our um all of our guests. When did it click for you? Um when did you become a 30 girl? So I had, uh, I'm not sure where or how I saw it, but I had saw um, the post about it before. And then I had kind of quick, quick clicked and was like, well, let me see. And I was talking to my best friend about it the other day. And we was like, this is like, so, you know, empowering. It's positive. It's funny. So I was like, okay, um, this is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because I mean you, you don't see a lot of that and I've always wanted to do something like that but you know I have so much other stuff going on so to hear it from somebody else you know doing that and it's it's um, funny it's positive it's empowering it's educational it's like okay I, yeah I want to tell more people about this this is the type of thing that I want to listen to because we hear so much negative mm-hmm. and it's just like oh, I need some peace and yeah, so it didn't take much for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. 
but um yeah I definitely enjoy it and look forward to hearing more about it and I love that you know I'm able to educate people through you all's podcast and I'm like trying to figure out the words to put here (laughs) they say a church take you (laughs) I'm just happy that you know you all are that you don't mind, you know, speaking about things like this and you can be like down to earth about it. It doesn't have to be, you know, a hundred percent all serious, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. And that's what uh, a 30 girl is pretty much. It's just being yourself wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. All of the experiences that make us, us, um, mm-hmm. it needs to be talked about because you never know what the next person is going through. Like Tia yes. said, you're, you were just, a random person on her timeline feed mm-hmm. drama 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 and then here's this beautiful inspiring warrior who's fighting through so much that she just was like I found someone and we have to have her on, <laughs> on the um, podcast and I was like okay sign her up so yeah, definitely <laughs> and like I said you don't you have no idea how many people you're helping with just a post and people need to be mindful of that mm-hmm. I feel like when we when we post nowadays, like we're posting things and they're not helpful. So if right. we all just make one helpful post a day, <laughs> we, we don't know who we could be shining a light for or who we could be helping out because you definitely have inspired me to just kind of like take everything um don't take anything for granted really because one day we could be around here healthy and be good and then we could have um a similar diagnosis and but it really doesn't have to be a death sentence I know a lot of Mm -hmm. people would think if their doctor told them today or tomorrow that they had breast cancer they would think that their world was completely over Mm -hmm. but we are living proof that that diagnosis was not a death sentence for you right and even at stage three you know because I mean at first, I was in like stage three, like okay, and I had to wait almost a month before I even started chemo because there were so many process processes before then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, is it gonna grow in a month? Am I gonna be at stage four? But I was still at the same stage three, started the chemo, and it just started knocking it down. Like it, it does not always mean a death sentence. Yeah, and I love how positive um, that you are about it, and and I know you were thinking like. I'll get it when I'm 50. I think you were kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, I may get it, but it'll be later on in life. And right. It's crazy that these obstacles come our way when we're 30 girls, you know, yes. hit with the, the worst situations at such a young age, but it definitely builds character. So now it's kind of put you in a position to help the masses. Um, you yes. are a teacher for many, and that is just an amazing thing. Yes, I, you God can conquer this. What else? Nothing can be put in your path. Oh, you yeah. can conquer. Oh, yeah. Right. I did want to um, mention something though, because I am, you know, I'm 33. I don't have any kids yet, and mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, I have chemo. I'm not going to be able to have kids, but um, they put me on a medicine. I get an injection in my stomach that shuts down my ovaries, but also protects them during mm-hmm. this whole cancer process. So that when I'm done with all of this, I can have my kids. And I've known, you know, many people who went through breast cancer and still have kids after. So I did want to mention that because that was my first worry. I was like, so what about me having kids? (laughs) But that's awesome. It's still possible. Yes. And we're we're, we are um, advocates for 
mom life. So mm-hmm. this is, <laughs> and I like to I like to use this podcast as like an affirmation tool, a manifesting tool. So it's like whatever you say here and it's like putting it out to mm-hmm. to the world and into the atmosphere that it'll come back to you full circle. So Yes. Cancer is going to be gone and babies will be bussing. <laughs> Baby, babies in abundance. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just two. Yes. Just yeah. two. Yeah. So how is your, how is your mom? Is her diagnosis, is she cancer free? Like, tell us about your mom. Well, um, they don't, she's cancer free, but they don't, um, she's in remission. So they mm-hmm. don't say, you know, like a hundred percent cancer free until after a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. So she's in remission, but she is doing great. She got the mastectomy, but she didn't get implants. And honestly, if I was in my fifties, I would not be getting no implants. You just got to take this flat chest yeah. and go. <laughs> and you know what? They have like the best. And I say this all the time to my small breasted women out there. It's like, I want boobs. And then you go get implants. I'm like, do y'all know the problems that come along with these things? Yes. They sweat. The bras are expensive. <laughs> like it's just put on a padded bra and go on about your business. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, like just for fun, this is nothing that I would want to do because the mastectomy was mastectomy was bad enough. Mm-hmm. And the reconstruction part, like, no. They did have an option though to where they'll take the fat from your stomach and use it to mold your boobs. And I really wanted that because I was like, oh, it's like a free tummy tuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would have been the first one on that. Oh, yeah. So a, a free BBL. Can you <laughs> split it up? Put some in my butt. A BBB? A BBB? And then put some in my butt. Yes, but when I was doing research and asking, she was like, well, you know, if you move tissue from your stomach to your breast, you still have that chance of getting breast cancer. I was like, okay, forget it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to take the stomach and try to work it off. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. There was, it seems like they have a lot of options, though. They do. And that's you good. Because yeah. it's like, it's not, uh, you just have breast cancer, you have to lose your breast. Like, it's great that they have all these different options. Mm-hmm. And I know a friend of mine, um, she lives in Southern Maryland and she actually does uh, the nipple tattoos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, I am getting that. Yeah, so like people who have had reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. or have had mastectomies, like she'll even tattoo you on a real nipple. Like, yes, I was like, and it okay. looks real too. Yes, yes. like yes. she shows her the, the work that she's done when Facebook doesn't uh, block it or shut it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, why are you blocking a picture of a tattoo? It's a tattooed nipple, but I can yeah. click a link on Facebook and see a whole porn. It's crazy. Okay. Right. <laughs> but yeah, she that's one uh, part of her uh, permanent makeup business is that she does the areola tattoo. So it's a yeah. lot of options out here. And and these 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 diagnoses are not a death sentence. And they're no, not, not the end all. of end of your femininity. Not at all. No, it does take a lot away from it, but it, it's definitely not the end. And I, I feel like, you know, women should get, I don't know, some type of credit, some, I don't know, take it off the bill or something, because we, we let go of a lot. Like we lose our hair, you know, eyebrows, lashes, and um, some All of the- us lose our boobs. It's like everything that makes us a woman, it kind of takes it away. So like cut us some slack at the end of this process. <laughs> right. Cut me a check. Okay. <laughs> Can I get some off the bill? <laughs> Give me a 20% discount because I, 
I'm not gonna have no eyebrows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a thing. I'm like, well, what am I gonna do about my eyebrows? It ain't like I can, you know, glue some eyebrows on. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I just and- suffered through it. Yeah, and thank God that we live in, and our makeup's been around forever, the mm-hmm. people's been makeup artists ever, but makeup now is literally, like, everything, I feel like hair and lashes, mm-hmm. all of that is an accessory to who you already are. Like, of course, we all have our own, or if not, like, in the event something happens and you mm-hmm. lose, you can still just go get the accessory right. of putting on more lashes or, you know, upgrading your hair or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I draw my eyebrows on every morning. Yeah. <laughs> with no qualms. <laughs> yeah, and we have natural everything. I mean, like like we were saying, but I don't think it's it's really not frowned upon. I mean, some people still talk the mess about the makeup and mm-hmm. the but it's all an accessory to who you are. What makes us us is already in us. It's with how we walk, the things like right. how we talk and how we like this makeup our- just a bonus oh yeah <laughs> i'm still Definitely. without all of <laughs> right absolutely well this has been awesome thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast you before are we so go welcome. is there anything that you want our listeners to know about you or about your business or about your journey any last thoughts or any last yes. words takeaways um well when you think of uh, paint parties paint packages think of me they won't be in person but I can definitely ship you some <laughs> and uh, yeah as far as this breast cancer journey it's not a death sentence and I already knew from the beginning that this was going to be a positive for me and I'm going to continue speaking out and yeah just follow me and follow my journey yes yes awesome. yes. thank you so much and if you want to be a 30 girl podcast guest shoot us a line drop us a line um, and we would love to have you on to talk about your business your journeys your motherhood um, anything that you think that people should know or listen to drop us a line we would love to have you on as a guest yes thank you so much Chelsea thank you Chelsea thank you all right later guys thanks for listening bye bye If you would like to be a guest on the 30 Girl podcast, visit the website at www.30girl.org and click on the 30 Girl podcast tab. Fill out the small questionnaire there and then we can get something scheduled. I'd love to have you on.